0: I'm Kelly Ellers.
1: I'm Jeffrey Lennon.
0: And this is Volume Up by The Tees.
1: How's it going, Kelly?
0: It's great. Fall is in the air officially and I'm here for it. Although I despise all things pumpkin spice. Gross. No, no thanks. What about you?
1: So it does not feel like fall here in Southern California, <laughs> although I'd love it to be uh, spooky season and all. Um, I'm with you on the pumpkin spice, though. It's disgusting. So I don't really understand why people are all about it. Not my thing.
0: Don't come to my door with a pumpkin spice candle. Don't do it. Not Uh,
1: see. Honestly, a pumpkin spice candle, I don't mind. But if it's in a food item or drink, I would rather throw it out. It's like the people that say that, like, what is it? Uh, Cilantro makes them feel like it tastes like soap. That's me and pumpkin spice.
0: Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. I didn't know that about you. I thought this was gonna be
1: No, no, no. Right. The only point of contention here is that I wouldn't mind a pumpkin spice candle if it's not too strong. That's the caveat. Oh,
0: what you wish for.
1: Oh. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I'm gonna get a, a terrifying surprise delivery. <laughs> ah.
0: Forget Le Labo. Oh. We know what pumpkin spice.
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Uh, Well, we're wishing everybody a very happy fall, wherever you might be. Uh, And on last week's episode, I spoke with Lita Fazal, owner of Tone Hair Salon, who joined us to continue with our TikTok and the beauty industry series. Lita and her salon went viral on TikTok, and she shared tips to increasing your salon's digital presence. We loved that. If you'd like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world... Make sure that you subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at ReadTheTease and send in questions to volume Up at
0: This week I spoke with Stacy and Monica, co-founders of Lunata Beauty. Lunata Beauty is on a mission to free you from cords because why shouldn't our high-quality tools be cordless? Or have the option, right? They combine beauty with technology to revolutionize the hair industry by creating innovative, game-changing, cordless hair tools that will give you gorgeous hair wherever you are. It is so interesting on how the company... Well, first of all, it's so interesting on how the product... Um, idea popped into their mind. So no spoilers. I'm not going to share that. You've got to listen. <laughs> um, and then the company really blew up from there. So um, one other thing, Jeffrey, did you know that almost every stylist who is working for Netflix is using a Lunata product? I had That's no fun, idea.
1: Right? And my mind is blown. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, they got into that network and they keep getting requests and requests. So all of our binge-worthy shows have been styled by the Lunata brand. I'm loving it. All right, everyone. I'm so excited for you to hear the interview. It's particularly relevant as they just launched a new product built specifically for the salon professionals with 60 minutes of battery life, the longest on the market for a cordless styling product. So here we go. Love this interview. Excited for both of them to join us today.
1: Can't wait. But before we get there, There's something that's been popping up this week, and I feel like we should talk about it. I feel like the listeners are going to have opinions, Uh, and that is that COVID is allegedly causing hair dye allergies where they didn't exist before. What do you think about all of this?
0: I think... That is shocking. Certainly there hasn't been any scientific evidence of this, but the BBC did report that hairdressers are recording an increase in adverse reactions since lockdown eased based on COVID. So, you know, the the thought behind it is that if you have any type of immune problem which is certainly covid falls in that category it leaves you with a lowered immune system and can potentially affect the sensitivity that things like hair color can have on your hair according to the huffington post so i don't know jeff i would hate this to be a symptom i personally don't know what i would do if i couldn't dye my hair I mean, this is way up there on life priorities, way up there. And I realize it's completely materialistic. I don't know, or in unimportant in the world. Very important to me personally. What about that's, you?
1: That's totally that's totally fair, and that's why we brought it up. I mean, I think that this is especially important for our hairstylist audience uh, to know that like people are seeing this, and if they're seeing it with their clientele, you're not alone. Uh, It is not being widely reported beyond the BBC and the HuffPost that you had mentioned, but that's sort of UK-based that we're seeing a lot of this stuff coming from. Yeah, yeah, so that's not something that you are hearing about when we talk about, like, long-haul symptoms, so worrisome. Uh, So, yeah, if you and your clientele are experiencing these kinds of adverse reactions to hair color post-COVID, let us know. We would genuinely be interested to, to hear about that.
0: Agree. So on a lighter note, a friend of mine and colleague, we were talking about toning our hair the other day. Mm -hmm. And I love a good post toner look. And turns out I have not until now just heard of the revolutionary product that is called, I brought props, Fanola. (laughs) So Turns out the extra blue pigment, no orange mask from vanola will indeed change your life. Mm-hmm. I'm that bold about it. You'll notice how wonderfully toned my blonde is, which just makes me uh, just giddy. okay? So my recommendation today for a product reco for all of you, if you have tried, Fanola, the no orange mask and shampoo. Please send us your feedback and thoughts to volume up at thetease.com. And if you have not, I need you to swiftly run to your distributor (laughs) and recommend this to your clients. That is all. Jeff, I'm sending you some in the mail.
1: I'm all about it. This is very funny. I mean... (laughs) To our colleagues' credit, uh, Mm -hmm. Fanola has got quite a lot of buzz online. Lots of people talking about its toning power. So glad to hear that you had a positive experience. Um, And your hair looks great. So it definitely did its trick. I mean, I can attest, you guys can't see it. If you're watching us, you'll be able to see. There's definitely some toning that's happened here.
0: Bye-bye, Orange. Yep. (laughs)
1: Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, diving into the brands that you don't know, but should, like Fanola. And here are our favorite headlines for teas.com from this week. Kelly, kick us off. What do you got?
0: I'm doing it. Okay, peptides. I'm going to ask you what you know about peptides, but I'm loving the article, <laughs> fuzzy ingredient you need in your beauty routine. And by your reaction, I can tell you might not know about them, which is why you should check this article out. So, peptides in skincare work by boosting the skin with collagen. Yes, we need that. It makes us look youthful. They reinforce the protein that naturally occurs in your skin. So, your skin looks smoother for longer. And there are peptides in a lot of different products. Our editors break down which ones are the best. And I also, because today is a day of props, have brought my very own favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It is called Mm. M61 powerful skincare. It is the fast blast two minute vitamin C facial mask with peptides. Amazing. Mm. Incredible. Your whole face will be burning with joy for about 30 seconds. Then it's Ooh. done. <laughs> so what do you think?
1: I, I mean, mostly I just don't know what a peptide is. So I need to get into this article and understand what the heck, because yeah, you when you, when you said it, when you asked me, not the the foggiest right. idea, but apparently, according to this article, important for skin and hair care. And you just attested to the fact that your product has worked well. So got to get into this.
0: Okay. So you didn't know about peptides. I did. I are sharing our editors are sharing this info. So again, the ingredient is known to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And I'll just leave it right there at that. Go on and get yourself <sighs> <the> peptides. <laughs>
1: Okay. After reading the article on teas.com. <laughs> All right. So what do I have? Um, what I'm interested in is a little bit of a pivot. Uh, one of the more sort of serious articles we've got on the com right now uh, is regarding Save Me From's uh, and an interview with its founder, April Peck, on championing suicide prevention. So September is Suicide Prevention Month, uh, which yeah. is obviously a tough topic to talk about. Um, but so, so important. Uh, so many of our audience our listeners struggle with mental health, um, as do plenty of people around the world. Um, and certainly nobody wants you to commit suicide. Uh, and really, this brand, Save Me From, uh, started because of the brand founder's own tragic experience with her sister committing suicide. And so she sort of worked with that awful experience and built a brand around empowering folks through hair care, um, which is really just beautiful. Uh, so I loved the article. I feel like listeners, you're going to really want to take a look at it. Um, yeah, so just check it out, read the interview, uh, and then go and maybe look at Savvy from and purchase yeah. some product because it's for a good cause. Relatedly, this is a good brand alignment where the core of the mission of the brand is you know improving mental health, reducing suicide at uh, unfortunately, this has become a little bit of a gimmick. Uh, So Kelly, for most brands that are aligning with mental health, do you think that it's meaningful or is it just marketing?
0: Here's the thing. I mean, I think that I could go on either side because it is a quick grab to align yourself with something that is very topical in the world right now. So that's kind of the the mucky part of it for me, right? That it Mm -hmm. it could be opportunistic. Uh, The other side is that the the more awareness, whether opportunistic or not, that we can raise for mental health issues, um, I think the better. So, you know, I'm a 50-50, right? I think that, uh-huh. you know, if if there's a brand that is just so far out with its mission, its core, its product aligning with, with mental health, I do think it's a stretch and can be and can be seen through by most consumers. What do you think?
1: For sure. For sure, no, I'm totally on the same page, where when you know that it feels fishy, it is, uh, which is why, again, this article, I was really uh, poignant. Um, And I think, again, go to the website, check it out, uh, look for Save Me From's April Pack on championing suicide prevention through care.
0: You got it. And now to a much lighter topic. Um, I see the, the airy one today. Um, <laughs> the, the, the article I'm loving and totally into is the colorful eyeliner moment that is inspiring your next glam sash. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere right now that I could totally pull this off on like the daily, but. This summer, we saw a bunch of trends from social. We're all home, we're experimenting um, mm-hmm. from glossy lips, rosy cheeks, glowy skin. Yes, check, love that. Um, but the graphic eyeliner has been all the rage. So mm-hmm. subtle, bold, adding color to your glam is a good idea. So if you haven't seen all of the looks that we curated, some are totally amazing. And I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for the trend, but I've always been a a fan of the cat eye, a little bit of a heavy liner. And I think this Mm -hmm. just accentuates that on all levels.
1: I'm all about it. I could not agree more. And I'm super excited to see the diversity that's in that piece. Um, Guys can wear this makeup too. Don't have to sort of subscribe to that stuff um, and I like that we're moving past this idea of guyliner like anybody can wear yeah. cool eye makeup let's do it the examples in that piece are incredible so I love that too so much going on the this week and every week thank you to our hard-working editors we are so proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about
0: next up the dynamic duo Stacy and Monica co-founders of Lunata Beauty um, here we go All right. Welcome everybody. Lunata Beauty is here today and they are on a mission to free women from cords. They combine beauty with technology to revolutionize the hair industry by creating innovative, game-changing, cordless hair tools that will give you gorgeous hair wherever you are. Lunata Beauty specializes in wireless and portable styling products including hair straighteners and curling wands, and they're certainly a disruptor in the hair and style industry. Lunata's cordless products give women gorgeous hair by combining traditional beauty techniques with effortless modern technology. Today, we have Stacy and Monica, the co-founders and partners of Lunata Beauty here on Volume Up. So welcome, Stacy and Monica. We are super excited to have you on the pod today.
2: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: You bet. So Monica, I'm going to toss it to you first. Tell us a little bit about your background um, and then we're going to move into how the two of you met and started the brand.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess you could say I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had various businesses in the past. um, Not any of them actually beauty related up until Lunata. I, I owned a bakery in the past. Um, Stacey and I owned a company together prior to this called ShopBake, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Um, And on the corporate side, I am actually a marketer. So I've run marketing for many of Canada's digital brands. Um, And yeah, that's about it.
0: Amazing. All right. So baking to beauty. I love it. (laughs) Um, Tell me about one of your baking specialties. Like, What was that business about?
2: Oh gosh. Um, I would have to say cookies. Um, All right. My nickname was Monica cookie. It's very cheesy. Oh, I um, love it. <laughs> the, whole, the whole business was kind of built around the initial sort of thing when I was 18, which was cookies. Um, and we did edible logos on chocolate cakes and cookies. And, and obviously that's a very popular trend right now and has been for quite some time, but we were actually the first company to bring it to Toronto. So love it. it I'm,
0: I'm seeing a lot of firsts um, in that. And then certainly with Lunata. Um, okay, Stacy, I'm going to toss it to you now. Tell us a little bit about your background.
3: Yeah, so my background, like my education and work experience has always been around marketing, specifically digital marketing. Uh, But I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Uh, Pretty much everybody in my family has been an entrepreneur. So I always knew that I wanted to know, start my own business. Um, I previously, as Monica said, we had a business together. And from an early age, I was always kind of coming up with different ways to to earn money, either on the side or uh, through my own means. So yeah, that's sort of where I come from.
0: All right. So also a theme that the hustle is real for both of you, which I love. Um, so tell us a little bit about Lunata Beauty and you know how you met, where the inspiration came from for the brand as well. So
3: how Monica and I met. So we had a business previously, as Monica mentioned, it was called shopbake.com. The way we originally met, many people assume that we're like you know friends before we started a company. But really, um, Monica had started working on ShopBake.com and at the time I had a marketing agency okay. that I was running and uh, a friend of mine from high school told me, oh, there's this girl that I know, uh, she's starting this business, she's a, like huge hustler, I really think you guys should meet, maybe there's some things you can help her with the marketing side um, and maybe there's stuff like you guys can do together. So we ended up meeting at a restaurant with my high school friends, and everything that I heard about uh, what Monica had achieved in a really small uh, time, um, I fell in love with, with the idea, but also with her. And so we ended um. up uh, <laughs> joining forces on that company. Um, and so, yeah, that company, just to kind of sum it up, was sort of like an Uber Eats meets Etsy for bakeries. Um, We kind of digitized bakeries, put all their products online and and gave them the ability to uh, to sell their products um, and have them delivered to their customers. So we were working on that company and we got invited to go to Ireland for um, a conference called Web Summit, which is like a big Internet conference. And we had all of these super important meetings lined up. And we packed, we wanted to just bring carry-ons and pack super, super light. So I, uh, Monica brought a really expensive flat iron with her. Mm -hmm. She brought the adapter, the converter. We had everything. We were set. We were ready. Uh, We get to our Airbnb and start getting ready for these investor meetings that we had that were super important. And we plug in this flat iron and it. Short circuits the Airbnb. Like the oh. lights go out, <laughs> the Airbnb is like out of commission. The iron does not turn on, and we call that our aha moment because right. at that time we thought, you know, how are we spending like three hundred plus dollars on a flat iron that's not dual voltage? And that has cords. And at the time, we brought, you know, our Phillips toothbrushes with us and a bunch yeah. of other things that were all cordless and that were working well and were reliable. But these tools were not reliable <laughs> in the moments that we needed them the most. So from there, um, the idea of Lunada was born. And um, yeah, there's when we got back from the trip we ended up actually having to close down shopping because Uber Eats came to Canada and we couldn't compete with free delivery. I don't think anyone could. Um, And yeah, we went back to the corporate world. Monica kind of already told her husband too, that uh, this was like the last time that she was going to do a business. She's going to go back (laughs) to the corporate world. And um I think Monica could tell this part of the story
2: a bit better. Yeah, sure. Um so basically, you know, as consumers, we kept on searching for cordless hair tools and this was because we were still traveling for work, we went back to our corporate jobs. Um but, you know, it just still existed in the back of our minds like that we wanted this product and we couldn't find it anywhere. So one day we were like, you know what? Let's just take matters into our own hands. Let's order samples from factories around the world and see what happens. And we got tons of samples, not tons, but I would say like uh, up to 10, I think it was. And they were all either mini sized or butane powered. They did nothing for the hair. They didn't get hot. They didn't—they lasted for like five minutes. Um, so we we're kind of like, okay, there's really nothing out there. But then finally the last sample that came in was pretty good. It was full sized, um, which was uh, already a big improvement. Uh, But we still wanted to make some changes to it. So we went back to the factory and on getting the tool to get a bit hotter, last a bit longer. And from there, we labeled that first product with our newly formed brand name because we're brand builders. And that was like the first thing we did. We're like, okay, we need to get a brand. We need to, you know, put our name on this. So we light white labeled that product, um, Lunata, and we ordered 105 samples to test the market. And we ended up selling out within two months with like no marketing. It was just within, right? Yeah. And through, uh, Amazon.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was, you know, direct to consumer Amazon or kind of who that was through. So really interesting. How long did that process take to get, you know, the, the first, hundred plus samples from, from kind of this meeting with, or let me back up, from originally getting the samples to launching the first product?
2: So because we went, um, you know, white label first, we really wanted to get sort of our, our foot in the door with a yep. product before we started actually developing our own products, because we knew there would be a, a large or a long kind of uh, cycle there. Um, so I would say it took a couple months, and then you know for shipping and whatnot. So I would say maybe three months total. So we really wow. wanted to just get it out there quickly and test the market to really gauge if there was any consumer interest in cordless tools. Got it.
0: And so they sold off the shelf literally. And then what was the next step? And and how did you know? Kind of, I guess that's where you reach the the thought of scale, right? And scale can be exciting and scary. Um, so what was your next step after that?
2: Yes, yeah, Stacy, you want to speak to the the uh, Nordstrom story? Yeah. Sure. So
0: as, as I mentioned earlier, you know
3: Monica had said to her husband this that shop bake was her last business, right? So we were really doing Ludata more of a side hustle, um, and selling these 105 units from her dining room, Love and it. we came up with the idea of. Well, why don't we send a couple of these to buyers? You never know, right? Like yeah. we're we're ambitious, and let's just see what happens. So we sent um, the tool to a junior buyer that we found on LinkedIn, actually, at Nordstrom, okay. and um, she got the iron. And her feedback was, "Oh, we expected it to be mini size because that's what the market." Mm-hmm. Right, and we stressed to her, well, you know, mini size doesn't do anything for your hair. We're trying to move towards where these cordless tools will actually replace uh, corded tools, right, and Mm -hmm. are your only primary tool. So we didn't hear back from her for about three months. So we thought, okay, that's fine, they're not interested. And then out of nowhere, she reaches out and she says, You know, we had the tool in our bathroom at Nordstrom head office, and all the ladies have been using it and they're oh. obsessed with it. And so we want to bring your brand into Nordstrom. Um, and so she started asking us questions like, uh, is, You know, can you send me your information for your 3PL and like your insurance and all these things? And Monica were like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. We've got, we've got it all. We have it all. Um, and we pretty much had to become a company in a week. Well, <laughs> in a week, we had to get insurance. We had to get, like, everything set up because we knew, okay, this opportunity is a big one. And so we created uh, the company because of that call. And from there, it's really, really
0: skyrocketed um, on the, especially on the uh, retail side of things. Amazing, yeah. That that's a pretty fast runway, right? <laughs> Getting that <laughs> phone call, I bet was you know most most likely dream of that phone call from the buyer. Um, and so I can imagine that you were again in hustle mode to get everything lined up. Um, tell me a little bit then how how has the Nordstrom relationship progressed in your other retail relationships
2: at the very beginning we really wanted to get into any retailer possible we didn't really care not that we didn't care but we just we really wanted to legitimize the brand so even if we were losing money we were like yeah whatever like it's it's going to legitimize the brand people are going to see like these flashy names like Nordstrom and and all these other kind of um, department stores and some other of the big box stores And, you know, as we went along in the business, we realized we really were losing a lot of money on many of these retailers because Mm -hmm. of their hard marketing costs, um, RTVs when they clear out for new products and things like that. So now we're actually moving away from, you know, going full on retail and really focusing more on the direct to consumer, Mm -hmm. um, as well as salon relationships and professional relationships, which we'll chat about a little bit later. But um, now we're being being extremely selective with um, the retailers that we go into. And we've also actually separated the brand into collections where we've got Belisa by Lunata, which is more of the kind of retail and mass brand. And that's the brand that we have at like Target and Macy's. Um, And so Lunata is more of the high-end brand. And then of course we've got the pro um, that's launching. So that's more obviously professional based.
0: Yeah, you got it. So we're going to get into the pro line. That's what our listeners want to hear all about. But before we do, being marketing and branding experts, tell me how you came up with the name Lunata uh, and then share with me a little bit about more of your broad vision for the brand.
2: Yeah. So Lunata is actually a combination of my, uh, well, at the time, my two sons' names. Now I have three. Um, So Lucas, Lucas and Nathan, and then Belisa is actually a combination of Stacy's daughter's name Isabella so it's like the bell and then Isa we kind of mix it all together so um that's kind of where that that came from and in terms of our vision our vision is really to become the leaders in cordless
0: I love that now you're going to have to maybe start another line for your third
2: son (laughs) And for Stacy's son too we're gonna have to figure that out
0: (laughs) We should combine the two sons' names. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I love, I absolutely love the background with that. That's so special, so touching. Um, Tell me a bit, a little bit about, as we move in talking to you, we talked about Consumer Nordstrom's. um, Tell me about the exciting new professional line that is launching, has launched. So we're super, super
3: excited about this pro launch. Reason being is that from the very, very beginning, we had professionals reaching out to us
0: um,
3: and buying our products and using them on sets, uh, using them on locations like weddings and in salons. Um, And especially during the, the whole pandemic, we had a lot of professionals who were kind of like, you know, doing hair in, in in locations that are not necessarily yeah. a salon, like outside. Um, so we had a lot of professionals already using our uh, our tools, and we started to gather it, their feedback. We developed uh, a bit of a program where we wanted to hear from them, you know, what are these tools lacking, or, you know, what are you looking for in a tool, what are the most important features for you, because, you know, they're using these tools all day, every day. So it's a bit different than a consumer. Um, And so when we took that feedback, we always knew that we wanted to get to a level where we developed a tool that we could stand behind to give it to a professional and for that professional to feel like it's reliable, which is number one, that they, you know, they rely on these tools. So if, if the tool doesn't work, that's their job, right? And then the second is performance, that the tool will achieve the looks that they're trying to achieve and not just be like a half-assed look. Yeah. Um, and because we've grown so much and then our engineering team has been so amazing, we are proud to say that we now have that tool that we feel professionals can work with all day, every day and, and feel that it's
0: reliable and that the performance is there. Amazing. And I know the product's in the market. Tell me a little bit about some of the feedback that you've received from the pros with the products and tools or with the tools.
2: So basically we've had a lot of um, production houses that have been using our tools. So for, you know, production houses like Netflix, Amazon prime, the CW, HBO, and it's kind of spread like wildfire. I think it started with one show. I think it was Riverdale. But basically they've all sort of, you know, they all talk, they've got a small sort of network, all sort of spread the word about how you know, cordless. So every day I think we get like another few um, requests to, you know, for our tools essentially for their hair department, because they really see the value in, you know, no cords, not having to rely on a power source. Um, and like Stacey mentioned earlier, like these weird locations that, sure. you know, have no power. So it's been super, super um, useful for them. Um, on the other side the coin, so also have a lot of salons that retail, like independent salons that retail our products because they just love them. And then, you know, how it is where clients will ask, oh, what is, what is that tool that you're using on me and whatnot? Um, and they retail them to consumers as well. So a lot of positive feedback all around from the professional side.
0: That's amazing. Tell me a little bit about the Cordless Styler Pro. Why is it better than any other competitor or any other cordless tools in the category? Like what gives you that edge that you can stand behind it and say, hey, pros, this is the best of the best.
3: When it comes to cordless tools, what is the most important? The most important is the heat and Mm -hmm. the time that it lasts. So our pro lasts for 60 minutes, whereas uh, and I will mention the competitor, Dyson's, um, yeah. Dyson's flat iron only lasts for 30 minutes. So, if, you know, huh. you're doing a client hair or multiple client hair 30 minutes compared to 60 minutes. Um, there are reviews as that if you read through reviews. Uh, they state 15 to 20 minutes is when their kind of like alarm starts going off. Okay. Which, again, if you're using it on a client and a beeping sound starts going off at 15 minutes, probably not uh, the most stress free situation. Totally. Um, also, the only cordless tool that reaches 450 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is you know, super great for super thick hair, coarse hair, curly hair. And the, the one feature that other competitors do have, but I do want to mention, is that the tool works well plugged in as well. Okay. So then that way, you know, um, if a stylist is doing hair and they need to run, uh, run somewhere and be cordless, but then they can come back and do somebody else's look and plug it in, it gives them that versatility. It's not just a charge and then you have to go and use the tool and you can't use it while well plugged in.
0: Okay. Smart. It sounds like you've thought of a multitude of scenarios. Certainly walk me through the process. And you mentioned you have a great engineering team. Walk me through the process to kind of get the product to where it is today from an engineering standpoint as well.
2: Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It requires a ton of R and D we actually have two engineering teams, um, and they're they're amazing. Like trial and error involved, and you know this is really like this is, has been a four year process. And every single one of our our tools have really improved one to the next. So we're constantly constantly improving, um, mm-hmm. you know. And and we're at the mercy also of battery technology, right? So as new battery technologies come along, um, we upgrade our tools, and you know they get hotter, they get they For longer, they maintain um, a consistent heat throughout the styling process, which, you know, admittedly at the beginning it didn't. So it was, and this is a a problem with many cordless tools where, you know, the beginning they'll be really hot, but then as you use it, it loses that heat and then you have to put it down for it to come back to heat. So now with our new line of products, we have rapid heat technology. So it actually maintains that temperature throughout the entire styling time. Um, which is obviously huge because, you know, you don't right. want to be styling your hair and then realize like at the end, you can't actually do anything with it. And then there's your style. So, um, yeah, ton, tons of R&D, tons of trial and error. Um, I get samples sent to my house, like I would say weekly. Okay. Wow. <laughs> because obviously they're, you know, they're overseas. So, you know, there's that um, kind of issue. And I'm, I'm speaking to them all hours of the evening because they are located <laughs> in Asia. So yeah, it's 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 definitely a lot of work, but it's, uh, it's been worth it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, for for even kind of your first entree into the beauty space, and just a real slam dunk you know, right out the gate is, is amazing. And, and I would assume you attribute a lot to that, to your marketing prowess, right? Um, you know, if you have a great idea, great, but we all know as marketers that it's going to take some gusto behind the scenes to really get it in the right hand. So what has been some of your kind of secrets to success from a marketing standpoint and branding standpoint with the brand?
3: Um. Yeah. So, look, I think a big thing is the passion that we have for the tools that we're building. We're building a lot of things that we ourselves are, are looking for and want. And so when it comes down to our marketing, we're looking at it from the point of view of how do we, how do we develop the marketing that we ourselves as consumers want to see and also that would capture our, our attention in order to purchase. So you know it, we don't want to use a lot of kind of gimmicky tactics. what we want to see is what does what do these tools actually do. So in a lot of our marketing, we use a lot of uh, videos and content from mm-hmm. actual um, consumers and um, UCG pro, uh, videos and, and content because we at first, when we first started the company, we had a lot of in studio, you know, models using sure. the products and things like this. And yeah, like it works because it, it shows just how beautiful the tools are. But what really, really works is the consumer is using the products and us using that marketing and, you know, the testimonials, the how to videos and all of our ads there are, actual people using our tools in their day-to-day lives and showing how they're using it. And on the professional side, now we are starting to partner with more and more professionals mm-hmm. to get their you know, use cases um, into video and into uh, photo and, and text that we can reuse in all of our marketing as well. And we think that's what's really sold the product, but also... Uh, spread the word about the brand because you know they're not just sending us the videos they're also sharing the videos on their own channel and sharing the videos and resharing the videos so a lot of our content has gone viral especially on tiktok we found amazing um yeah so that's sort of the the key there
0: yeah and there's no i mean it's it's interesting. It's like everyone wants to go viral, but it's, it's at the whim or, or will of the, the audience, right. In the community. So to, to the note that you've had that success on those multiple different platforms is, is really interesting and a true Testament to the content that you're developing and the brand that you've built. So kudos to both of you on that. As we wrap up, um we've we've got our tease quick takes that'll happen certainly at the end but if there's one thing that if a pro is sitting out there right now listening and they're like you know i don't know i've used cordless before or i really like my x branded product why should they choose lunata pro over other brands
2: yeah so i think um you know first and foremost we only do cordless so we only focus on cordless. So other competitors maybe have like one cordless tool in their arsenal, but their cordless, their corded tools are really the bulk of their offering. And, you know, for this reason, they're about three to four years behind us when it comes to really understanding what consumers and professionals want. um, and the intricacies that come with, you know, a battery powered heat tool. So we're the only cordless brand that puts the professionals first for this particular line of products. So, you know, um, they're still like the competitors are still very consumer focused. And so Mm -hmm. like what pro would say, yeah, 20 minute use time is enough and worth a $300 plus price point. Right. Right. Um, While our pro styler lasts for 60 minutes on a full charge and also works while charging. So it's kind of a a no brainer.
3: A big thing to add is because we are a smaller company, we really value the feedback that we get from our customers. And I think the pros can know that you know their feedback as they're using our tools will actually go into the innovation and the future tools that we do develop. So this is our first tool um, going into the market and we want them to support us, but we also want to support them and uh, develop future products with them.
0: That's awesome. So where can all of our listeners where can they go and grab a Lunata pro? Where can they find
2: you? So right now on our website, so lunatabeauty.com. And for now that's the only place you'll be able to get it until further right. notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing. All right. So thank you for that. Ladies really appreciate it. So now to round out our interview, our teas, quick takes. And the first one is bar soap or body wash.
2: So both. So I'm actually, I'm obsessed with um, those all natural like soap bars. I actually picked one up last time I was in LA at Whole Foods and I've been obsessed ever since. And like, I don't know what it is, but it just smells so good and whatever. But I also use body wash. So it totally depends on the day. All right.
0: You got it. That's a little bit of both. All right. Depends on your mood. Stacy, what about you? Bar soap or body wash?
3: So I use a bar of soap for my face and I use body wash for my body. I feel like a soap for the body is like uncomfortable a little
0: bit and always dropping. So I use both. (laughs) All right. You two are kindred spirits, right? (laughs) (laughs) We sure are. (laughs) All right, Monica. I would bet that you don't have a lot of free time considering you've got a a family, you've got a a booming business. But when you sit down on a Friday night, maybe with a glass of wine or not, what are you streaming right now? What's on your Netflix, HBO Max? Like, what are you into?
2: Definitely with a glass of wine. And. We've been uh, binge watching Manifest. We've been like, we've been up very late. My husband and I watching this show. It's crazy addictive and it's, it's nuts.
0: Okay, got it. All right, Stacey, how about you?
3: So I have two shows. My husband's like a huge soccer fan, uh-huh. so we're watching Ted Lasso. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, for myself, I'm watching Nine Perfect Strangers, which is like insanely crazy so I'm looking forward to the next episode but I think that's right. on like
0: Amazon Prime okay that counts anywhere your streaming counts um, and yes who doesn't <laughs> love a good Ted Lasso right so good <laughs> I mean I so my at my son's school there's my my son's third grade teacher every Friday she <laughs> posts a picture of the music teacher who brings a tiny little biscuit in a box to her oh. on Friday mornings. <laughs> Is that so good?
2: I mean, (laughs) we call him the, like the real life version of Ned Flanders from the Simpsons
0: for sure. (laughs) All right. What is one product that you cannot live without? That's not one of your own. This can be beauty, health, wellness, something around the house, cooking your top.
2: So I know Stacy and yeah. I have the same answer for one of them. Okay, <laughs> and that's definitely our phones. Um, we yep. kind of feel naked without them. But for me, beauty-wise, I would say um, Truth Serum by Ole Henriksen. It's like my favorite serum ever, and I need to uh, re- restock mine actually. So, all
0: right, I like it, Truth Serum. All right, Stacy, phone is similar, but Truth Serum too, or do you have another?
1: <laughs>
3: No, I wrote, because we answered these like a little bit in a Google Doc. So I first wrote diapers and I said, just joking. And then I'm going to say Lululemon because I've been pregnant for like two and a half years now. So that's all I've been wearing is Lululemon.
0: All right. We'll take it. I <laughs> Love it. All right. So Monica, last question. Advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry fellow budding entrepreneurs that are are seeing the Lunata brand everywhere and say, dang it, I want to be like those two ladies. What advice do you have for them?
2: Yeah, so I think it might sound cliche, but be different. The beauty industry is so saturated and it's really difficult to to stand out, right? So, you know, a big thing is talk to your customers, um, engage with them, make them part of the future developments and, really create like a hyper loyal customer base. You have to kind of make them part of your journey. Um, And, you know, as we know, more and more consumers want to support the indie brands versus the bigger brands. So kind of show them why they should support your brand versus others.
0: All right. I love that. Stacey, what about
2: you?
3: Yeah. So two points, one point to Monica's part. So when we first started the company, we really kind of shied away from talking about ourselves and our story. And we wanted to just talk about, not talk about, but like just talk about the, the products, right? And our logo and things like that. But then we started to see just how important and valuable it is to talk about the founders and the story and how you're building this from scratch. And we started to post things like, you know, Monica's dining table and, and wrapping yeah. things there And that's when we started to really build that community. Whereas when we were just posting logos and beautiful um, professionally photographed photos, it, it was kind of like, well, you could be like any other brand. So I think telling that story behind the brand is super, super important to get to the top because you will have these advocates that will support you and, and kind of build you up there. So that's, the first one. And the second thing that Monica and I always say, don't take a no as a no. Every door that like seems closed, either it's like a good sign and you got to keep it closed or they're just trying to see, you know, how badly do you want this? And Nordstrom's like a great, great example. Like we thought that was a no and it wasn't. And there was many, many other examples of things where we just didn't give up. And we, we understood that just don't take a no as a no, like really think it through. And maybe people just want to see how badly you want it.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it you know, serial entrepreneur or new entrepreneur, your first venture out, you know, that thought of, of no and rejection, you've got to kind of get comfy with it. Right. And say, you might've said no this time, but we're coming back for you. So I love that. I love that take as well. So thank you to both of you for your time today. It's been so great getting to know you and the passion behind the brand. Certainly go check out Lunata to all of our pros listening I know I will. Um, And again, thank you so much, Monica and Stacey, for your time.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: I mean, Jeff, who knew that an idea could could quite literally spark from an Airbnb hot tool malfunction?
1: Would not have expected that. Good for them. I feel like there have been terrible Airbnb. Airbnb experiences that I had that have not led to brand building. So good for them for parlaying (laughs) a bat into something that's objectively good. Yeah, no, they're super fun, too. So love that. Oh,
0: great. I love two girl bosses heading it off. There they go. They took a chance. Nordstrom was like, let's do this. They didn't give up. So kudos to them. I'm excited to see where Lunata Beauty heads in the future. In the interim, be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the tees and send in questions to Volume Up at thetees.com
1: Volume Up is a Tease media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey, Stephen Joderan, and Madeline Vicky. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode, and to Josh landowski for editing, so you can watch and listen on YouTube.